Today on the Miniature Models Podcast, we're packing our bags and getting on board some of the sleekest passenger trains around. What makes them our favorite trains to collect? Which ones are the ugly ducklings of the group? And what makes them so darn good looking? All this and more. So get your ticket from the station, grab a seat, and make sure you don't miss the train. Board! Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 72 of the Miniature Models Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Schwartz, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Matt Rochford and Johnny. How are you tonight, guys? I'm doing awesome, John. How you doing? I am fantastic. Johnny, how you doing? Fantastic. It's great to be back and to do another episode with you guys. Tis indeed. Sadly, uh, Matt Z will not be joining us tonight because of work obligations, but hopefully he'll be able to join us next time. However, in his absence, we have a returning guest to join in the fun, Sid of Sid's Trains. How are we doing tonight, Sid? Doing good. Good to be back on the show. The last show that I was on was a blast, and I think tonight's going to be fantastic discussing this very sleek conversation and topic. <laughs> Somebody's clever with the words. <laughs> you did the pun. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. We're so glad to have you here, man. Thanks for uh, helping us out with um, one of our favorite topics this evening. Um, so before we get into the meat of the conversation here, uh, just check in here. Uh, what's everybody been up to? Matt, are you want to start off? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so uh, good week so far. I should say the good couple of weeks since we recorded. Uh, but uh, this weekend, uh, went out to the Wheaton train show. Uh, had a great time. Super crowded. Like, I don't think I've seen that many people there in probably in a year at the Wheaton train show. Uh, this isn't a complaint. Like, this is awesome. It was good to see it. It usually means, like, the hobby is, um, you know, healthy. And people are uh, actually uh, leaving their homes and uh, and checking out trains. Um, I did uh, pick up something that was on my chase list, um, thanks to uh, Mr. Johnny here who found it for me. Um, I was able to find uh, in HO uh, Burlington Northern uh, BN1 and BN2. So these are the uh, F9s uh, that are currently at IRM. Uh, they're in the Burlington Northern um, executive scheme. Uh, and, uh, so it was really, really excited to find them, uh, with DCC and sound. Uh, I've been looking them, looking for them for a long time. Uh, never made an O scale, uh, nor do I think they would actually ever be made an O scale. Um, obviously, you know, you can probably have somebody custom make one. Uh, but these were definitely on my want to find these list for sure. So really happy about that. Um, I'll be picking up B and three probably sometime this year because Rapido is making BN3. So then I'll have the whole set. Um, other than that, uh, I finished my little pond on my layout. Uh, turned out a lot better than I expected. And now I'm starting to build my little town. So um, everything is coming along and um, I'm having a fun time doing it. Uh, Sid, how about yourself, man? I am doing good since the last episode that i was on uh, school has started back up for me i'm in my 
uh, spring semester of, of uh, this year of school and everything's going good, still getting settled into the, the new schedule and pattern, but everything is, is going well, still working on trains. Uh, hopefully soon in terms of uh, social media, I'll have some videos out on my channel, uh, a couple related to the hot topic of Blue Nami DCC, and then a few other just projects. That's kind of my thing is, is doing videos on projects, whether they're mechanical, electrical, restoration, whatever they are. So hopefully I'll have some more videos out here soon. But overall, I am doing good and just going day by day and making the most of every day. That is fantastic. Uh, Johnny, what about you, my good sir? I'm doing well. Uh, Matt R., you are so unbelievably lucky when it comes to those BN executive units. Um, when For our non-HO buddies out there, uh, when he says, oh, Rapido is making the, exec the, the missing executive unit, the, the BN3, just for context, they just announced that two days ago. So he just bought the, the E unit, or the F units, and then literally a few days later, Rapido's like, oh, look, we're making the missing one you wanted. So you got oh, you got unbelievably lucky with that. So I'm very jealous. Yeah, no kidding. It's called fate. It is, it is but um, yeah, as uh, Matt R said, we did go to the Wheaton train show together. So that was really fun. It's always a blast. And it was so packed. Like you, you can't walk through there without bumping into somebody. Um, I, I walked around with uh, our buddy Sean, and we ran into one guy there who was basically, he tried to get rid of his O-Scale, two-rail O-Scale collection, and we have a buddy at the, our buddy Rafe at the train marker, just a, a collector of just cool scale and uh, collectible items. So we were able to get basically the majority of this guy's table for a killer price, and it was all because he was really kind to us and wanted to help us in starting our club, so... That was a lot of fun. In terms of the layout itself, uh, I'm currently planning out the back corner of my layout. To, it's a portion layout that I've been kind of putting off for such a long time. And thanks to Sid uh, poking me and basically telling me I have to get it done before he and John arrive here in Chicago, uh, it's starting to take shape. And yeah, it's just been a lot of fun stuff. I think my I'm most excited for an engine that I actually sent out to Sid not too long ago for repairs, which is my new Vision Line Lark. It just needed some tune-ups and some things need to be fixed because those engines had some issues when coming from Lionel. So Sid was able to get that fixed and took some fantastic photos of that engine. And I think I've made him want one. So I don't know how much Sid hates me for that. But uh, Sid, uh, sorry, not sorry, but thank you for fixing the mm. engine for me. Mm. <laughs> Uh, John, how about yourself, man? What you been up to? I have been up to quite a lot in the past couple of weeks. Um, I recently just got a new job, so I'm thrilled about that. It's much better paying than my old one, so I'm extremely happy about that for uh, obvious reasons. I uh, <laughs> can definitely indulge much more now. Um, but apart from that, um, I haven't done a ton on the train front. Um, I did gets uh recently i'm sure people have seen i have acquired for our topic tonight i got a uh, weaver bno cincinnatian which i'm extremely happy about and then pat's trains just announced his um run of matching uh you know the matching mth or uh, former mth atlas cars which uh, i am super excited about because it's impossible to own that it's been impossible to own that train up until now 
um, you know, in just like ready to run form without either getting really old Weaver coaches or getting like three thousand uh, dollar third rail coaches. So there's been no happy medium until now. So I'm super thrilled that I um, could pick some of those up and uh, can't wait for them to be released. Other than that, um, I have gone to uh, I went to a train show as well. Uh, the uh, scale, great scale show in Timonium, which is mostly HO. Um, you would have loved it, Matt R. Oh my gosh, there was so much stuff there. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was it was great. Um, and uh, t- tons. There's so many. Usually, I go to O scale shows, so you get the same layouts, you know, occasionally, which are great to see. You see the same stuff a lot of the time. This place, because of uh, how many like different clubs go, and because it's all scales. There was so much interesting stuff. There was, um, you know, two rail O. There was tons of HO, really good HO layouts, like, you know, modular clubs, like historical societies, really great stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, like there was an, a beautiful L gauge layout, which for those of you who don't know, L gauge is the really um, high quality custom built Lego stuff. Um, and uh, might have something interesting coming with that on the podcast later on. Not going to tease too much, but we, uh, might have some interesting things down the road for you guys on that. But um, yeah, that was great to see. And um, yeah, other than that, I went there with uh, my buddy Brendan from I Want My MPC. We always go to shows together. Um, other than that, uh, I've just, I, I swear, I'm, I'm still working on my, my two big uh, YouTube videos for the end of the year for 2023. They are coming, I promise. Um, but been, uh, between that and the new job and everything, it's been, um, it's been busy around my house. But other than that, been feeling great. I'm, Everything's moving in a positive direction, so I am feeling good. So yeah, let's uh, let's stop all the uh, the craziness and let's get right into our discussion for tonight, which is streamliners. Now, this is obviously a multifaceted topic, and we all have everybody has opinions on streamliners. It's a great thing to share a discussion with, but everybody can like talk about different stuff in regards to it. So we're looking for some really good conversation here tonight. I think we're gonna find it. Let's start off by defining what a streamliner is. Johnny, you want to give us a definition of what a streamliner actually is there? Because there's a lot of, you know, it's kind of a general term. So this is a very loose definition of a streamliner. This is just more my own interpretation. And, you know, you guys feel free to jump in and add what you see fit. But realistically, streamliners kind of came about when uh, there was more competition with airplanes and cars and buses and stuff like that where the railroads kind of had to make themselves stand out a little bit more and make passenger travel a bit more appealing to the general public. So what better way to grab the public's attention than to make trains look more flashy and sleek and modern? So there was a case where you would put, uh, for a steam engine, for example, you would put a shrouding on it of some sort to make it look more more sleek or to add fluting or stuff like that. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the Art Deco style. And it was done to make the train look more appealing and flashy. Uh, not only was that a benefit, but that was also the case of sometimes it would help the train be a lot faster due to the aerodynamics of it. So basically anything that makes the train look a lot faster and basically more sporty looking, that's basically streamlining. That's a great definition. Exactly. Yeah, it's form and function blended together. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um so, yeah, I mean, you get a lot with that. I mean, that covers a lot of stuff. I mean, you could say, you know, obviously streamline steam, um, but you can even argue that, you know, like F units are technically streamlined if you want to go there. I mean, you know, it covers a lot of stuff. So there's definitely a lot we can discuss. Um, so let's start. I mean, what are 
some streamliners we all love. Let's go. Open up the floor. Let's talk. What if? I, how about we just start with the original streamliner to railroading, the Commodore Vanderbilt? That is an excellent place to begin. That uh, that engine, of course, is a J1E Hudson from the New York Central Railroad, specifically number fifty three forty four, the the legendary Hudson, and it was it had this, as they say, bathtub streamline casing put over it there's a, there's a photo uh of the engine without the casing on and all you see are these like metal strips running everywhere and underneath it is just a j1e hudson but when you put this shrouding on top of all that it gives this very aggressive not really pointy nose but very angled and aggressive styling to it and so it, that's the original american streamlined steam engine of course there's not just steam engines there are diesels as you as you said but that is the engine that comes to mind when i think of streamlined train in general is the commodore vanderbilt didn't 5344 get streamlined multiple times or am i thinking of a different engine nope it did Mm -hmm. What, what else was done to that i'm not a new york central guy so i i wouldn't know it was the only, uh, J- I said you can back me up on this too, was it not the only J1E that also received Dreyfus streamlining because all the other Dreyfuses were um, technically J- J3As and they were also Super Hudsons. Yes, that is correct because the uh, J1E 5344 was originally the Commodore Vanderbilt and there were different iterations of the Commodore Vanderbilt itself. The casing never really changed all that much, but there were different drivers. Uh, you know, setups, different uh, side rod, rod configurations. And then it was converted into, as you say, the, the Dreyfus streamline casing to, I believe, pull the, the Mercury service. Yes, it was the only one that was like, actually, I believe the only one um, that was actually painted differently for the Mercury because it was a slightly different model of engine. Um, so, yeah, it wore a ton of stuff. And that was the one I believe that um, a lot of the, I believe that was the one the Smithsonian I could be wrong on this, was lobbying to have preserved. Um, it could be another number. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think that was the one that was trying. they were trying to get preserved, but they got 40, uh, 1401 instead because um, they scrapped them, sadly. Uh, that's but, a shame. Uh, you know, money's money. It's uh, different business back then. It's a shame, but sadly, that's the that was the fate of lots of them. Either they were, um, you know, had their cladding torn off because they weren't really designed with maintenance in mind or they weren't um they just they just didn't work well or it was just you know they were taken you know it was taken off because it was you know it just wasn't economical anymore or it was just scrapped before you know preservation was really thought of properly because you know at that time it was really it's not like now where you know there's a the big grassroots movement a lot of stuff was just you know it was company assets it was you know a number on the books and it was Money to be made. There's a lot of money in scrap. So, uh, unfortunately, that was what the way a lot of them went. But uh, thankfully, we still have a good amount in preservation, and um, we can appreciate them in model form as well. Um, so, what else? What's, what's some other stuff that we, other pieces we love? Some other streamliners. 
Looking to expand your collection? Check out Trains.com. Trains is your go-to place for new and used model railroad products. They have everything ranging from engines, rolling stock, parts, track, and scenery. If you need it, they probably have it. With new discounts being added daily, you'll be sure to find something you like. Plus, Trains offers a newsletter which keeps you up to date on new items, discounts, and upcoming promotions. We've been using Trains for years and we highly recommend their stellar service. What's really cool is you can also collect points by buying Trains and using them on future purchases. With their awesome rewards program, you can earn points on every purchase that you can use for future discounts. Dedicated modelers can also join their private car membership to get exclusive access to new listings, earn 5 points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Trains not only sells trains, but also buys them too. If you've got a large collection or are interested in downsizing and making some cash, you can head on over to sellmytrains.com. It doesn't get easier than that. You can find them using our affiliate link, www.trains.com slash MMOP, or if you want to use our one-time promo code, MMOP, you can get $10 off a single purchase on the trains.com website. So check out trains.com and start expanding your collection today. So I'll jump in here. I think everyone kind of knows uh, my pick for a streamliner. Of course, that would be uh, good old uh, Santa Fe uh, 3460, which was a 464 Hudson, uh, also known as the Blue Goose. Uh, so, uh, again, just, you know, really, really interesting and unique looking uh, streamline engine by Santa Fe. And uh, in fact, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, with Santa Fe being, you know, a pretty large, if not one of the largest passenger service railroads um, over the years, they only had one uh, streamline steam engine and that was it. It was 3460. Um and I think the reason, well, it's twofold, really. So the year the kind of Blue Goose was created was the same year that the uh, the E1s, the E1 diesels kind of uh, Santa Fe were put into Santa Fe's collection, so to speak, um, fleet. And obviously, if anyone knows the E1s, these are very, very... You know, we call them streamlined too, I guess. Um, but they're they're just silky, smooth looking diesels. And one of the things with Santa Fe too is that they were early railroad when it comes to purchasing a lot of diesel engines, right? Oh yeah, they were so, trendsetters for sure. Yeah. So I think that's probably why the limitation of only having one streamlined steam engine is that, you know, most of Santa Fe's at that, at that point, uh, most of Santa Fe's passenger services was just moving or migrating over to diesels. Cause then you had E ones and you had F threes and then, um, you know, E sixes. And it just, at that point, the E and F units galore. Uh, and at that point, uh, those just were such a heavy hitter for Santa Fe. Um, that, you know, the, the beautification of, you know, these Steamline stream engines just, you know, wasn't practical for Santa Fe. But I'm happy, trust me, I'm happy uh, that they had one. <laughs> so, and I do own it in, in, well, I did own it in O, and I obviously currently own it in HO. So uh, it's an engine that will always be in my collection, no matter what scale I'm in. Um, and then, of course, it retired uh, in 1956, and I think it was destroyed. So, unfortunately... Uh, it no longer exists, not even, uh, 
not even something that could get, you know, back on the rails um, unless somebody decides to like actually recreate it, which I'm all for. You could restore the existing, uh, the, was one of the surviving Santa Fe uh, Hudson's. There is one around. You it's, could, uh, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, you could convert it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Blue Goose is such a, a beautiful piece. Uh, it's a beautiful engine. It's such a, it's kind of an odd one if, if you really yeah. think about it. Santa Fe is so aggressively war bonnet yep. that when you see their publicity photos for the Blue Goose, it is just surrounded by war bonnet F units. It's, it's so exactly. out of place. <laughs> It never had a matching train to go with that that was put into yeah. revenue service, and it was always just pulling either a mix of streamlined cars or like a, the mail train, or it's just always very odd concepts for an engine like that. And I don't think it ever got a chance to properly shine like a, with a dedicated train. It'd be a, amazing if it was, but this, it's a it's a very beautiful train for for sure. Even the even the color itself, like you know, robin's egg blue. It's so or, uncommon. Yeah, it's so weird. That like, is like, is that what you think? When people are like, hey, what what, 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 what should we uh, paint this streamlined steam engine? I don't know. How about Robin's Egg Blue? Maybe, it was, maybe, it was, <laughs> maybe, maybe the day the idea came up was Easter or something. You know? That's a very good point. <laughs> Eggs good were point. on the mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what's kind of cool about it is it made it super unique oh, and yeah. memorable, right? Because oh, yeah. when somebody yeah. says, if anybody says blue goose, um, yeah. <laughs> people know what that is. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, I think we definitely have the models to thank for that too, because I had no yeah, idea that true. thing existed until uh, MTH came out with one. I was like, "What the yeah. heck is this?" <laughs> and it's uh, it's funny you were talking about a railroad and just in general how they you know they switched the diesel so early and and uh, they didn't have very many uh, streamlined steam well. I'm just streamliners in general. Whether there's a railroad that sticked in steam for a very long time, and they had a lot of streamlined steam, and that of course is the Norfolk and Western with their J class Northerns, and then they have their K class um, streamlined Mountains, and of course everybody knows the the 611 that still exists today, the Queen of Steam. Not sure why it has that. That that name to it, I've I, never understood. I've never even as a even either. as a a big N and W fan, I'm like, what? Um, but hey, uh, every, but yeah, everybody knows that, and that's another. It, it's interesting because the a lot of the streamlined steam specifically we talk that people talk about, they're really small engines, relatively speaking. They're Pacifics, they're Hudsons, but then there's a few oddballs. There's some big Northerns that are streamlined. Um, the J being one of them and the J's weren't originally, you know, streamlined. They, 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 there was the unshrouded J um, and then the K class mountains are just baby J's. They're not, they're not, you know, J's. They just have very similar streamlined casing to them. Uh, but of course the, the J's are much more well-known because of 611 and Lionel with their models through the post-war, the, the Fundimensions era and now the modern era and MTH as well. and um, But it is interesting to see larger Northerns that are, that are streamlined. And I know there's somebody in this, this, uh, this group here who loves their streamlined or maybe semi streamlined Northerns. I don't know who that could be. No I idea. Know. I, don't know. Not I, like, orange. I like 06 OTs, man. I don't like anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Well, kind of piggybacking off what you said, Sid, the, the Js are, are also fantastic engines. Uh, it's one of those engines I've kind of begrudgingly become more of a fan of because of being friends with so many East Coasters after a certain period of time. Um, but it's just it's just so sleek looking. It's one of those things where something about a Northern with roller bearing rods just makes yes. it look so mean. They always improve it. It's so nice. They, mm-hmm. they do. They Even do, the they Ks do. look great. I, I mean, I not to cut you off here, Giant, but I just got to say the Ks are extremely um, close to my heart because I think just by geographic location, that was like those ran like right near me on uh, on freight trains and mixed trains, no less. And I am, as you know, with me, I adore weird uh, consists. So anytime streamliners are put out of their comfort zone with like freight or like you would said Matt are with the blue goose with mail trains. Like I eat that stuff up. I love it. It's fantastic. And even Johnny with like the, you know what we're going to get in with you. I mean, you're, they did everything on your railroad. Please continue. Yeah. To kind of go off of what John and Sid are talking about, obviously for listeners of the show, I'm a big daylight enthusiast. I love Southern Pacific's daylight. It's what got me into trains. Um, the daylight was a train that was came out of, it came out during the Depression, actually. Uh, SP created the daylight to try to get itself out of the Depression and to get people traveling on trains again. And you can't get better than that paint scheme in terms of brightness and vibrance. You know, the black, the red, the orange. It, it's quite literally the, the colors of, you know, of daylight. And the engines that they made with it were, I think, just quintessentially just one of the nicest streamliners out there. Uh, the skyline casing, the skirting on the side of the engine, whether it's a GS2 with a single headlight or the GS4 with the, the dual headlight, um, it's fantastic. Uh, the, it was Southern Pacific's flagship train and was so popular that they had to make different spinoffs. You know? There was the morning daylight, the noon daylight, um, the Shasta daylight, the San Joaquin daylight. Um, they even had offshoots of those streamline engines. You had semi-streamline MT4s. Uh, the Sunbeam is another one. The P10, which is another engine. And then it just kept going until the late 60s of just daylight on everything. And I just love how those engines look. And because the 4449 survived into preservation, it also lends itself into other paint schemes. You know, we know it looks great in daylight, but when it was restored for the Freedom Train, I, I mean, you know, the T1 looked fantastic and all the other engines that pulled the Freedom Train. But with the daylight, the way that the red, white, and blue just worked with that skirting, just made it really pop. As well as for BNSF for for Matt R too, yeah. when they put it all jet black. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. It's such a cool scheme. The only BNSF steam engine ever made. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you got SPNS seven hundred with that weird Vandy tender that's in BN green. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's true. <laughs> that does count. But yeah, those engines survived very long into their into their lives. Um, you know, as John mentioned, they they were daylight and for for the first portion of their lives, and until the war happened, uh, Second World War happened, and you know, Southern Pacific being a major carrier for the Pacific Theater. So after that, the engines were painted all black for to make it more you know utilitarian. The side skirts were removed for ease of maintenance. And in fact, the the railroad even changed their name, uh, so so that the uh, the War Production Board would let them make more of them. Uh, the GS originally stood for Golden State, but then they was changed to General Service because Golden State seemed too 
luxurious and expensive for the war production board. They're like, no, you guys can't make more of those engines. Those are pasture engines. So they basically removed all the fanciful bits, called them general service, and that's how the GS6 came to existence. It was a very stripped-down, utilitarian version that was even sold off to Western Pacific with their GS64s, which they put smoke deflectors on. <laughs> and uh, was it, I think, uh, was Central Georgia, I think? or One of, one of the Southern Railroads uh, got one of their own. Um, they called it the Big Apple, and they converted it to coal and de-streamlined it. So the GS has served a very long time, even into after they were pushed aside by diesel, running commuter trains or hauling freight trains until until the very end. So they were basically SP's warhorse, even when they were only semi streamlined. The worst that they were that was done to them was they just took the paint off and took the skirts off, and they still ran them until the end of their time. Those are my favorite iterations of them when they get some of the cladding taken off. They're still kind of daylightish. Whenever they kind of look like the MTs, the mountains, they have that kind of half daylight look. I love that so much. Oh yeah, that's that's fantastic. It's it's really odd to see, like you said, um, just seeing streamliners just being repurposed. It's kind of sad when they've run when Rare doesn't really use them anymore after the end of their pasture service. When you see them being really just ran to to pieces as a as a freight locomotive or a commuter locomotive, and you really get to see how the engine performs, that's really cool to me. I I love modeling that era. Oh yeah. You get to see the way that the mechanics had their way with them taking bits off. They'll have, you know, the cladding around like the blue goose. I mean, you see photos of that I love the way the blue goose looks way later in its life when it has all the um, the cladding around the cylinders gone and the firebox is gone. It's just that kind of like straight running board look where you can see all the machinery underneath. Uh, same thing with the Dreyfuses. Uh, you get that a yep. lot. So mm-hmm. the de-skirted so cool. blue goose is so cool rather than the full skirted one because that's the the mth one is with skirts but i think matt r yours is the broadway with that's been partially de-skirted correct correct that is correct oh, i'm so yeah, I'm jealous not... of you i hate you so much <laughs> i was so i i bought rochford's uh blue goose in o scale and i was really content with it and then i went to see his ho version i looked at mine i'm like his is cooler i'm so <laughs> conscious of mine now so now that engine's moved on to to someone else but also the thing that he has on his model that I'm so envious of, and I think maybe maybe some of the later versions might have it. I'm not sure. I can't tell if it's like stock or something that Lou's modified. The the stack extension on the top, you don't my, the Osco version didn't have that, and it's such an odd piece because you associate those with Santa Fe Northern so much, or like the Texas where it's got that like that extended smokestack. Yep. And then you see that on a streamlined engine, it's so out of place, but it's so aggressively Santa Fe at the same time. Aggressively. That's fantastic. Aggressively. <laughs> Santa Fe! <laughs> <laughs> All the way! God. Yeah, it's, it is it is aggressively Santa Fe. And um, my gosh, there's tons of great... Um, I mean, we get pretty spoiled with streamliners and O, but um, and there's some great stuff you can get in HO and uh, and other scales as well. Oh you yeah, guys, you guys are lucky, Matt, with your your nicer ones. It's funny, <laughs> it's it's funny you say that, John, because in S scale, one of the most popular uh, models made by American Flyer was was a was a streamliner, and it was a, it was a B and O prototype, the the Royal Blue. Yes, it was. Um, and I guess piggybacking off that, we can talk about uh, one of my favorite streamliners being the the Cincinnati and the, the P7D. It was a P7 Pacific that was, of course, streamlined and painted in this very pretty uh, B&O 
uh, dark blue with, I guess you could call it striping. It was just, it was this very interesting paint scheme that I love. And we both own the engine and we, in an O scale from Weaver. And then we both have ordered the new cars from, from Atlas. And so um, I'm really excited to see the cars come in and see how the, the engines and cars look together. Um, me too, man. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't know. Don't make me talk about the Cincinnatian. Oh no. No. Anything but that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's such a I'm personally not a gigantic fan of the original Royal Blue. It's very cool, but it's not as good as the Cincinnati, in my opinion. It was that was very much a refined design. Also, one thing I love about the Cincinnati um, was it was not designed by any one of like the super famous and well-known stream art designers like Otto Cooler or Honey Dreyfus or Raymond Lowy. Um, it was designed by, uh, number one, a woman, which is fantastic, um, who was just a regular employee uh, designer on the B&O. Uh, Olive, I believe her name was Olive Dennis. Um, and she came up with the design for it, for the entire train. Um, oh, that's which, really cool. Yeah, I love that fact about that train. Um, it with- just makes it so much nicer. And it's one of the mo- most beautiful designs, not just the um, the style of the engine. You know, that's fantastic mm-hmm. in and of itself. Because, you know, sometimes streamliners can be a little ungainly looking, even when they're yeah. really cool. Like like the Blue Goose, like you look at it, it's it's an amazing design, but it's not like you can tell it's not as like smooth. Like it, it, it's, it's an interesting look. It's very cool. As Jeremy Clarkson taught us, not that the Blue Goose is ugly, but ugly can be cool. Um, <laughs> it is cool to have something that's ugly. So ugly, it's cool. Um, so like not just that, but the paint on the Cincinnati is so... Yes it looks like it's moving even when it's standing still. Exactly. That's what's so cool about it. Um, you, uh, that, that was also like, I, I don't want to call it a unit train, but that train was a very specialized set. The cars were also a very interesting story, how they were converted heavyweights. Um, and they were very, very stylized. What were there? Five of them or so. Uh, the, the entire consist or the cars. The cars, the cars. Um. Oh, that's a that's. I do not remember how many consists there were. I know there were there were four. I believe there were four engines. It was fifty three. Yeah. Uh, a one to fifty three oh four. I believe were the engines, or it was fifty three hundred. I don't remember. I no no. It was fifty three hundred. Yeah. I, just, to 5, I think it was like each set was. I think five cars as or yes, five or six right cars. Yeah. Um. um a dedicated. It was all consist. put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you when you put it all together, it looks like one kind of semi-permanently connected unit train uh which was really cool and you, i'm actually looking at it on my wall and i thought of this when talking about the cincinnati and as talking about a semi-permanently connected unit train um i got this whole set in o scale recently from third rail it's the mercury the original you know new york central mercury engine and the cars the cars are the engine's very interesting. It's, you know, it doesn't look like a Commodore Vanderbilt. It doesn't look like a Cincinnati. And like, it's just, it's, it's this very strange. I don't, I don't want to say wedge shape. It kind of looks like a slug. It's, it's a weird. bathtub. Like people joke. It's that the, a, uh, it a Commodore's bathtub. a bathtub, but it's this very interesting engine and car combo. And the cars are probably the most interesting part. I know nothing about these cars. Um, but they don't look like your normal streamlined cars. They don't look like heavyweights. They're just this very unique car. And so when you put it all together, looking at it in photos and 
and in model form it's it's just this big unit train that's all streamlined it looks like one encased unit and there's a cool kind of fact about the mercury there's there's a photo going around out there it's i think it's in syracuse going down the main street oh yeah it's It's super circulated photo it's so such a cool photo to imagine like being on the main street in syracuse and just seeing this massive train come through the town like there's like cars right next to the engine it's so close um that's just kind of a cool little piece of history that luckily was you know preserved in in the picture form exactly um i have to i have to make sure i don't um talk too much about new york central and bno i don't i don't want to monopolize this because i will if if given free reign i will absolutely just talk nonstop about them but interesting parallel i actually just learned recently most people may know the mercury is not actually my favorite new york central streamliner despite being again it's 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 that thing very much where it's again i think it's ugly it's extremely ugly but it's i don't hate it like i'm not hating on the train i just that's my opinion on it i think it's incredibly cool again the jeremy clarkson thing that's the best case of so ugly it's cool that and it's it's not a good look and people even back then were sometimes not a fan of it but you look at like any um to your point said about the photo you look at like any one of like the layperson videos about streamlined trains on like youtube or anything or just circulating in like design groups on facebook that train comes up all the time because it's so just outlandish and crazy looking um it's very crazy it's got like a cult following among like the normies (laughs) um and fun fact that i again i just learned this i think like this week the cincinnati and, and the mercury the original mercury had a lot in common in that they were not like built from scratch like say you know, the Jays or the daylights where they were designed to be streamlined or the blue goose, even Um, they weren't designed to be streamlined uh, from the start. They were um, the Mercury was built. The coaches, the reason they look kind of strange, they're converted commuter coaches. That's why they look that way. They Mm -hmm. were converted original New York central commuter coaches. And the engine is just, it's not even a Hudson. It's a, it's a K five B Pacific. You know, the two that were made, the two train sets, one, you know, westbound one eastbound were um just again those dedicated consists and just like with the cincinnati and they ran you know normally you don't see consists that are like you know solid good looking apart from a few trains where they like were together all the time like the century the cincinnati and that you don't usually see that a lot like or the daylight Mm -hmm. you usually you know they're usually hodgepodges especially near the end so it's really cool to see those dedicated consists oh yeah you have a you have a make a good point there of like ones that were never purpose built or like were had cons had portions of other things or repurposed. And I think this is a good transition to, cause we had a really heavy focus on steam tonight, but one that I think is just, uh, we talked, we hinted at this earlier, that is kind of just an ugly duckling kind of thing. What the heck is going on with the arrow train, man? Why is that thing so, <laughs> so <laughs> weird? Isn't it? The bus train. It gives the bus train. Us, it's like combining Greyhound bus with Studebaker and so yeah. many strange combos. I've I've seen um, vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Va- oh my gosh, <laughs> vacuum cleaner. Yes, I've I saw the one one. I don't know if there's multiple that still exist, but I saw 
one of them in in uh, St. Louis when I was at the National Transportation Museum. They were restoring it, but it was sitting over on a sidetrack, and it's it's so funky looking. It's it's got this like it's got a mouth at the front. It's so it's so strange. <laughs> it's if some of the weirdest photos I've seen of the Aerotrain have to be like I think when they were in Rock Island service. And it's just the two aerotrain like head end units back to back like they're AAs. <laughs> it's so weird looking. It's very it, strange. But they have such a, a big like impact. You know, you have to keep in mind also so many railroads, you know, trialed it. I think was it didn't I know Pensy trialed it. Yeah. Pensy yeah, Central Pensy, uh Santa Fe actually too. It's Did the, they really? Yeah. It's the most traveled stream. Uh, Union Pacific as well. I did yeah. not know Santa Fe did. That's awesome. Yeah. There's, there's. I think uh, Matt or you might have seen these too. But like them going over, like was it Cajon with helper units because they couldn't get up Cajon. Yeah. So and those things, those things went everywhere. Hell, uh, th- heck, just think of it this way: even Disney had their own, you know, their own version of the, uh, of the <laughs> the train in miniature that they ran around for a bit. That's right. I forgot mm-hmm. all about that too. Oh my gosh. That's a very iconic look. You're absolutely right. That's like, yeah, that's like quintessential, like, 50s kind of atom punk when you think of train. Like, that's not even diesel punk. That's atom punk. Mm-hmm, for sure. Actually, I'm going to throw this over to Matt R. I'm going to put him on the spot. Matt, since we're talking about diesels and you're the diesel guy, is there a specific streamlined diesel that you really <laughs> like? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Piner's effort is, is, is definitely... Uh, on the very top of my list for uh, true to form streamlined diesel engines. Now, of course, we can't forget M ten thousands. M ten thousands were actually the first uh, streamlined diesel engines. However, Pioneer Zephyrs beat them to service. So the Pioneer Zephyrs were actually the first in service uh, as a streamlined diesel engine. But there's just something about. Uh, that engine that just looks so cool it's like this that was like a like a bullet going down the going down the tracks or it's, it's just, pretty close yeah it just it just has this styling to it that you're like that it's just like i don't know it, it just it, it's it's always been really cool to me and obviously i've been pretty lucky because uh you know it's it, it's still here that you know here at the museum of science and industry in chicago um, and anybody that comes here, I say, you got to go to the museum and you got to check out the pioneers effort there. Um, because you know, they have it cleaned up and it's just beautiful to take pictures of and see it. And you can go inside and, uh, there's no more goat in there. Was <laughs> the goat? <laughs> That's gone. Um, Sorry folks. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, no, uh, but no, uh, again, just really lucky to have that here is a, is a part of chicago because obviously it was you know burlington railroad burlington pioneer zephyr um yeah just really really cool streamlined diesel engine uh and um obviously i've i've owned it again in in multiple scales um actually i'm looking for an nho which i mean it's out there uh i'm just i'm just waiting to find the one that i want but um yeah uh, the thing no that, oh, I'm okay. sorry, Johnny. Go ahead. Yeah. So, just for for context for any of anybody who is going, what? No, no goat. What the heck? Um, so, <laughs> for anybody who's been to the Museum of Science and Industry in the past, maybe like I think what ten years at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
the 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 Zephyr is located on the in the main lobby. It's right now it's a free exhibit, so you don't have to pay to get into the museum. You just walk downstairs and you'll see the whole thing, and it's in its own little little almost like tunnel almost. And the thing is super polished and pretty. But back in the day, I remember this because I, I went on this tour as a kid. It used to be a paid tour where they had filled it with animatronics to simulate passengers and stuff on the train. In the baggage, like in the baggage car, there was an animatronic donkey called <laughs> Zephyr, and he would talk to oh, you. Donkey, I, right. I remember that. I remember. And he, he would talk about. He's like, "Well, I'm Zephyr, and I rode on the the Zephyr during its initial run. It was uncanny valley. It's like y- y- creepy. <laughs> it sounds kind of wa- cringe too. Not to use it that was, word. Oh, it, oh. Well, you'd walk through the cars. One of the coaches were full of." People like statues of people with speakers in their chests who would talk about like the first trip, and then in the observation car, which is such a shame because it's the observation car. It was full of like an animatronic animatronic family of like I think one of like the president of Burlington or something, (laughs) and they would talk to you, and all the windows were TV screens showing like clips from the trip or just random things they were talking about, like Americana from that time. It was. Oh my god, it was awful. I'm, the coolest thing about it was that the train would rock and yes. simulate the train moving. Mm-hmm. Sid, you experienced this as a kid, didn't I, you? Yeah, I went. To, I've been to <laughs> Chicago. I'm well traveled to Chicago. I've been to Chicago probably like a dozen times, and i I remember, I remember that. I remember being really young and just being in and just like feeling the whole train just kind of shake and rock. And it was kind of funny watching it from the outside because you, if you went and stood at the front, the engine. I don't think the engine itself actually was hooked up to any like, you know, airbags or anything, but you would just see it kind of moving because of the the rest of the train moving. It, it was definitely fun, but you know, the the characters talking and, you know, it was a little little cheesy. <laughs> I'm just picturing this cuz I apparently I missed this cuz I went to I, when I saw the Zephyr, I was really little. Like this was like I was in I think I was still in elementary school. I was like a long time ago. I don't think they had this imposed because I remember just, I think I barely could just go into the cab of the Zephyr. Like, Oh, you, you yep. They still are the same way. Yep. Yeah. And, but God, I'm just picturing like the dialogue of these characters. Like say, Jimmy, we're going over 30 <laughs> miles per hour. This is astonishing. <laughs> it's like, it's like wax museum stuff. <laughs> what do you think? Zephyr? <laughs> oh jeez! No offense donkey. to donkeys, but could they have like could they have picked a more like appealing animal for why not like the lowest animal? Why not like a dog or like a cat or like I don't like yeah I don't like look at the pioneer <laughs> zephyr and be like you know what that's kind of like a donkey. <laughs> yeah. Did they actually carry a donkey? Is that why they did it? Like was there yeah. a donkey on the yeah? Tr- okay, yeah, so was that a donkey. makes sense. But still, though, it's like that's like not a fast animal. I mean, what else are you going to have? This is Zephyr the gerbil. You know, he's, yeah. you know, it's like, like, um, this is Zephyr yeah. the roly poly bug. <laughs> Donkey. Donkey. <laughs> what are you but, doing in my train? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it is a beautiful, like, you know, roasting the, the old exhibit aside. It is, a, they've, they've, they've emptied it of all the cheesy electronic, uh, the cheesy yeah. spe- effects, and yeah. you can just walk through the full train that's been, you know, restored. Um, but that engine does have a special place in my heart as as a Chicagoan. I mean, heck, I had my prom 
that you know close to that engine you know we we are the museum of science industry for my my senior prom oh, that's so, cool that's you know, cool. It, it has a you know and they sat us around the layout and, and all that but yeah you know lots of lots of cool memories and it's just i mean sid when you saw it with us last year you know oh just it was very cool definitely brought back a lot of memories and it was that was my favorite my two favorite exhibits when going there as a kid was the zephyr and then the obviously the the train layout upstairs with the new york central 999 um next to it because uh trains um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no it was definitely cool to see that again uh last year yeah for sure and you know you kind of just finishing up on this too in terms of like early streamlined diesels you know, we we talk about the M ten thousand. You know, that's that's iconic, even for like the the Lionel, the classic Lionel era yeah. of seeing that made. And the, the city of Denver was another one. That one, oh, yeah. that's my well. favorite one of the early ones. I love the way that thing looks. Oh my god, oh, that's that's just a fantastic one. How, how about you guys? What 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 streamlined diesels do you guys really like? Well. Uh... Well, there's definitely a, it's funny I'm I'm gonna have to come back to steam at some point because somebody I know will, will not let me live it down if I don't know they won't <laughs> but but we're talking about old diesels right now let's jump a little forward there's two major diesel based and electric based streamliners that come to mind one of which being the the turbo train which I guess was owned by several railroads through the years what was it Penn Central and then uh Amtrak. Yep, Canadian National. Canadian National. That was a big Canadian thing. Um, Very strange uh, looking streamliner and also a not really awful model, but a awful model to operate in no scale. Um, (laughs) They don't work. Um, (laughs) um, Tethers. But the uh, and then there's the the modern day American streamliner that comes to mind, which is the the Amtrak Acela. How could I not bring up the Acela? It, it runs through uh, my state. I saw it as a kid all the time when I was with my uncle on his boat. It went across the whatever the river we were on, and it of course I know it's funny. I'm talking about this, and they're slowly phasing it out for a new version of it. But um, <laughs> the M the Amtrak Acela is like the is like the the childhood dream like that's so cool it's this modern super fast streamliner and um if i'm being honest it always seemed like it was more about the fact that it was electric than it being a streamliner but it's still a very very interesting looking consist oh dude yeah. the first time like i got to ride on the acela as a kid oh, the only time i ever rode on the acela mm-hmm. um i was like I'm a celebrity. Like I have arrived. <laughs> I am Warren Buffett Jr. Like now, yeah. now we begin the future. Like that was the <laughs> attitude. And I remember when they came out, like you said, I mean, I remember those being like, Whoa, this is the new thing. It's pointy. Yeah. Um, and now that they're retiring them, I love the look of the new ones. I know people hate on the new ones. I love the way the new ones look. Um, but yeah, that was like, like you said, that was like the childhood dream of, of yeah. like, that was the future from a from like an engineering cool standpoint of things like the cars articulate as you go on a curve like they they lean um and it's just so cool and then obviously in real life this isn't really that big of a deal um obviously the whoa the doors open 
think about that. But no, in model form, of course, you then have the the Lionel TMCC and the the legacy version versions of the Acela. But the uh, TMCC version has the doors that open and they're you know they're animated, and that was just such a cool thing. And uh, they're all the models being made. And then seeing it in real life just made it even more of just this like wow factor for me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring another uh, bring up another thing that uh, Matt R and I did. I think it's a very really unique experience, and I think if anybody gets a chance to do it, hundred percent go for it. It's worth the money. Having dinner on the the Nebraska Zephyr on a vin- a full vintage streamlined pasture train and getting to enjoy a classic, you know, uh, white linen service on a streamliner was so freaking cool. It, it's, it never fails to impress people every time we take people to the IH Iron for the first time. And you just hear the, the bell as the Zephyr comes past. And it's just giant, sleek, silver train with the beautiful unit at the front. Um, just being able to not only see one of those in person, but to actually ride behind it and see it operate is is fantastic. I know you guys out in uh, in Baltimore have your own uh, beautiful E unit that was recently uh, restored. If you guys want to talk about that, or if Matt oh, wants yeah. to talk about those, Zephyr. can't ride on it though. I mean, it's gorgeous <laughs> to look at, but you guys get you guys are so lucky to have. Yeah. IRM out in the middle. You have the nation's biggest op, biggest railroad museum for one, and it operates and it has, you can operate everything there. It's so <laughs> nice. Well, speaking of IRM, um, that is home to uh, one of the only streamlined inner urbans ever made. Yes. Oh, that's my our gosh. Electroliner. Yes. The electroliner. Yeah, the North Shore Electroliner was Got a streamlined electric inner urban uh so yeah really really cool looking um almost very pioneer zephyrish if that's the way to if, you know if you want to put shovel it that nose. way it's a shovel nose yeah that's yeah. in the family yep i love the electroliner so much. i'm so glad you brought that up i completely forgot okay not just the way it looks but the paint scheme on yeah, that yes. that turquoise yep. with the orange oh my gosh. And I mean, those things were f- like, did, uh, I forgive me if I don't remember. Do they operate that out there? Yes, yeah. they do. That's it's currently. Oh, my God. I think cosmetically on the ex- on the exterior, it's finished. I think there's still some things internally in terms of like um, power that needs to be f- still fixed. Um, they're currently working on the restoration of the interior. Uh, Matt and I got to walk through it, actually. You forget that thing has a diner. You it never does. think about that. Oh my god! But gosh. it does. Yeah. Wow. And they, they, they were. Yeah. Yeah, they were selling the menus of the original. You know. Ah, that's right. They're selling the menus for that particular uh, particular train, and I think you can even buy the, the blend of coffee from the Electroliner or the gift shop too. 
That is so cool. North Shore, just all you guys have such cool stuff in Chicago. I do get jealous of all the neat stuff you guys because we don't have. I mean, Sid, you can attest this. We didn't really have any cool interurbans really out here. Like you got no, no, like there's cool trolleys and stuff, and you got like the Red Arrow lines. But apart from that, like there's no. uh, What's the one that sits up in Orbizonia at the trolley museum? The Red Arrow one. The Red Arrow is was one of the electroliners. It was the other was sold to uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Why it's in Orbizonia. Yeah. Um. It uh. Yeah. It has a very similar look. It sits inside a barn. It's actually, I think, cosmetically, it's you know, it's a little like dirty, but it's not bad. But I, I don't. I don't it's a little think, rough. I don't yeah. think it operates. A lot of stuff up there operates. Like I like half of their barn operates, but I don't think that operates. I think it does actually, because for a weird time, like the one in. IRM looked great, but it didn't run. And then the one right. in Pennsylvania didn't look good, but it did run. So we had like, we yes. each had half of the Electroliner. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I may divert for a quick moment on the Electroliner, I you, thank God you brought this up. I'm so glad you remembered to talk about that. My favorite story about that. Have you, do you, Matt, do you, do you guys know the story of like when they were first tested on speed trials? I, I can't, I can't recall. Okay, so real quick story here. My favorite thing about those trains, those things were so fast, um, like to the point where it was like a safety hazard. When they were testing those, uh, I don't remember if it was already in service or they were putting it in service for like a publicity stunt. The it was the only time it was they they permitted the thing to go full speed. They gave the they allowed the traction motors full field shunt. So that means like the motors were given unrestriction, able to go to their maximum speed. The thing was going so fast that it was beating the crossing gates down oh at gosh. the road crossings. It was <laughs> getting there before they were fully. I down. remember you so telling this story. Yeah. yeah. And those things, yeah, That's they could go nice. on the loop too. Aren't there photos of it on the elevated yeah. section? It, it, abs- yeah. it actually did. Yep. God, you have such yeah. Cool because stuff out there. Um, not only is it equipped with trolley poles, it was also equipped with um, shoes, electric shoes. We have downgraded, and this topic of streamliners always brings this up in my mind. We have downgraded so much as a society in the way we travel. It is abysmal. <laughs> like, not to put on a sour note, but isn't it just sad? Like when you, I'm imagining when you had dinner in the Zephyr. Like, doesn't that just like, and then you have to drive home in your car. It's like, <laughs> you have to get on a plane and be bullied. You have to de-plane. You streamline Nissan Rogue. It's it's yeah. so it's so funny you say that, John. Because the other evening you and I had a discussion about planes. Like everything has, oh, even yeah. if it at some point was really, you know, fancy, it's just gone down for a, an assortment of reasons. Yeah. Look at um, photos of a constellation aircraft and like, like look, look at, at that. And imagine being on a you know a plane or a train like the the Acela to this day and original when it first came out it had this vibe. Imagine sitting in a seat where it's so big and cushiony you feel like you're in like the like Emperor Palpatine's chair. You're in this. <laughs> you have your own throne in in, in you know classic luxurious rail plane whatever it is travel and you know streamliners probably brought that in to trains even more because you know you want it to be more flashy the streamlined passenger cars and or the heavyweights were very luxurious you look underneath these passenger cars and you know you look at the engines and they have all these accessories to make things more luxurious 
pumps, air conditioning units, so many things uh, that just added to the luxury. And then you combine that with this art deco look and, you know, it's just like, wow, like yeah. where, where is it all gone? We don't yep. get that like sense of amazement. Like when was the last time any, you guys went out and were like amazed by seeing something in transport, like, like Matt R Matt, like you said with the pioneer Zephyr, imagine you've lived your whole life behind smoky coal steam engines that go maybe, I don't know at what, maybe you're traveling at 40, 50 miles an hour. Not that steam isn't fast, but I'm talking humdrum little Atlantics yeah. and, you know, 10 wheelers that are just tootling around. And then this freaking toodle. spaceship to toodle. Oh, <laughs> I had to breathe. Just to toodle off. Um, I'm glad you did. And then this freaking spaceship comes down the track at, you know, 80 something miles an hour. Like it would blow your mind to see something like that. And Absolutely. I feel yep. we don't get that anymore. Thing like Concord is the last thing that was like, Oh my God, that's yeah. like, insane like um we're going faster than the speed of sound like yeah, yeah. you don't get that anymore i feel it's such a loss for the world i'm okay i'm done with the being bummed <laughs> out <but> like <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pivot a little bit and i'll probably go and um start to uh walk back toward the east coast again please uh so i'll probably help drive yeah, this topic please. but i did want to mention uh, one really cool East Coast Streamline engine that I like, and actually I do own an HO, and that would be the um, the Pennsylvania T1 Duplex. So mm, uh, yes, has this really unique spaceship torpedo looking shark nose. Yeah, shark nose. Yeah, that it just it's so freaking cool looks like a knife and you know that's interesting you say that sid because i'm sure obviously it was made by baldwin so and baldwin's also made the sharks yeah. diesel sharks so i'm sure this was like a uh um some type of uh you know uh, i don't know what do you want to call parallel um, it was the inspiration they were the inspiration, inspiration. yeah, yeah. So correct yeah. No, they yeah. were yep. yeah yeah but just a really awesome looking steam engine i i just you know i i don't really collect pennsylvania stuff uh but um uh, this is one this is definitely one that i wanted to have yeah, yeah. the the uh t1 is definitely a, a so-called showstopper everybody knows about the t1 for you know multitude of reasons whether it be just the looks or the fact that now they're building one from scratch or main mostly scratch you know there's a few components that are existing pensy you know um equipment from the past that they're redoing but it's definitely that's definitely probably the most popular pensy east coast massive you know streamlined steam engine because it's just this it is a it's not it's not really actually that big per right. se compared to just it, like i think some there's some northerns that are the same size um but it's just the case of it's a duplex. There's all these wheels, so many wheels. No, and it just, <laughs> you, know, you combine that with it also changed a lot. Uh, John, you, you, I don't know how much you know, but I think it was like the original Lowy design. Then there's the the first in-service version, which was slightly de-streamlined, and then the yep. final iteration, which is just the fully unskirted you can see all the air pumps all the running gear everything that's the that's the one that i think they're restoring now yep lowey loved restoring make, building <laughs> yeah yeah exactly lowey loved making it hard for mechanics to do their job 
looks at torpedo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the way they move too. That like that kind of jaunty little way that they move because it's a northern, but it's a northern that's split in half. It's not an articulated either. It's like you get four dry, you know, four sets of drivers, but not articulated. And that fun little kind of the way they just look when they're running. They they have a kind of a happy run to them when they look. It's like they're running. <laughs> it's like having two Atlantics. They they waddle. They're like yes. I don't really, sir. So I actually have a question. Going back a letter in the alphabet here uh is the s1 the largest streamlined steam engine ever made i would say Probably. yes because it's also i correct me if i i think it's it, yeah i think this is true it's the largest i believe steam engine ever in largest terms of length yeah largest or, rigid frame i rigid think rigid frame but it's okay. also it's longer than the big boy it was longer it was like a uh, oh yeah because of its out. because of its tender mm-hmm. oh yeah the tender is <laughs> yeah tender. not not the, uh, the big boy still has it on the engine oh yeah adding oh, yeah. the adding the uh adding the the, ten- the, the greyhound the greyhound bus tender. tender on the back <laughs> i can hear i can hear all the pennsylvanian pennsy fan just going well the tender is still part of the engine i know i just, <laughs> I, just I wanted to note that yeah, oh no 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 it's, it's oh, good to know like it's funny it's funny it's 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 funny seeing it next to like in model form, the, the big boy. Cause it's like, you, you wouldn't think like, there's nothing bigger than a big boy. Like the big boy is the biggest thing of, yeah. of all of them. But like, there's this, this massive rigid frame torpedo style duplex. And it's just huge. It's, it's just an oversized version of the, of the, uh, the torpedo, which was the more traditional K4 yeah. that was streamlined. And I love the torpedo. It's, it's this classic streamlined design sort of, I say classic. It's, it's very traditional and it's, you know, it's got a very round front kind of like the Cincinnati and um, it's not a bathtub, just kind of oval <laughs> shape. It's, it's got a little bit of class to it. Cause that's usually what Lowy would, would do. Um, and uh, I, I, I got a model of it years ago and I think they've made a ton of models in, in, in HO and over the years. And there's actually two versions of the torpedo. There's a, there's the Lowy version. Then I don't know who designed the other one. I call I, it the, the non Lowy yeah. version. I actually like the, as much as I love the, the Lowy. Um, I love the way that the, you can definitely see how they improved on his design by like actually leaving the machinery accessible, but I love those. I just call them non Lowy k4s um Mm -hmm. i don't think there's an official name for them but just streamlined k4 i love those so much um everybody kind of loves the penzi stuff even except for johnny um (laughs) just (laughs) like the uh the um (laughs) and we'll get we'll get on the hate train later i'm sure but um yeah it's so cool seeing just the way that they i mean they loved experimenting with design the cool thing about you know you can see like the different designers the way that they kind of you know would blend design lowey always liked covering machinery and yep. accentuating the horizontal of a design. Yeah. Henry Dreyfus would always keep machinery as part of the design skull and drivers, the big roller bearing rods, and he would accentuate the vertical of yeah, a design the, and the fins, on, everything yep. about was him with the fins and just mm-hmm. the headlight was always like this. It was the center point that there were all these lines coming off of it. Yes. With, with you know, the Dreyfus with the, um, it was much the yeah. Empire J3As. 
It was um, like a part of the engine rather than yeah. being, oh, we put this over the – we hid the engine. No, no, no. We're yeah. making the engine the actual artwork. That's why I like Dreyfus a little bit better for that. But Loey is just so iconic. And Loey did all kinds of stuff. Loey did, uh, you know, like the – Sid, what your car guy? What's the the Avante? What's that one car? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's it's a very iconic looking car. Big sloping front, big I headlights. Think I, I, I can't remember the model name. Yeah, he did a what, ton of stuff like that. Uh, not just toasters. Did, Same with Dreyfus. He did didn't, telephones. Didn't, was it Lowy that did the GG1 in the Coke yes. bottle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, both the, the GG1's kind of... It's streamlined. It's just like... It's a it's if a box cab had rounded ends, you know. It's like yeah. the center. The center is just a box cab, but then the ends are that very shaped. And I guess you could probably say the GG One is the most well preserved streamliner, because um, there's so many a of them. Million of the darn things, yeah. What is there like like six of them or something? No, um, there's more than that. I think. I think it's. A, I think it might be double digits. I could be wrong. Oh about wow! That. There's a. Well, um, I mean, even when you count like the wrecked ones that are yeah like, are are rusting to nothing. But I'm yeah. jealous of what you guys have out in the Midwest. The freaking little Joe. because oh. <laughs> that's technically streamlined in my opinion. That counts. Those are such fun looking engines. Like I, I the main reason I like them is just because we have one out here uh, in the Midwest. But the Joe is just a beautiful. We had a chance to see little Joe run for like maybe like sixty seconds after waiting four hours in the, in the sun, <laughs> yeah, rain, yep. everything. Um, speak of us, speak about last year of the century. Uh, like I said before, in past episodes, Hiram did their seventy for seventy event where they wrote, they used seventy pieces of operating equipment to commemorate seventy years of being around. Their their finisher was the little Joe pulling the gg1 and the aem7 behind oh, yeah. it the toaster he, the toaster <laughs> the to- so you, have, you know what they say <laughs> it's but that was it's just a, and plus the horn is just really cool in that engine oh so it's, it's a great see, horn the fact that it operates still even after all these years like i think the last time it operated was like 10 years prior and it was still going so those are those are cool, and you see those they're massive. They're massive electrics. They're huge. Oh yeah, they're and gigantic. Gigantic. He's crushing. Oh yeah, and you see those street running in, in old photos, in old videos. Those things are street running. Mm-hmm. That's it's crazy. Uh, I think, I think what I, I I could be getting this the story wrong. This is this is just hearsay, but there was a story that after. Um, they weren't. They were called Little Joes for anybody who doesn't know, because they were originally meant to be sent to Russia, but government said no, can't send those sell those to Russia. So they were stuck in the states. So they got the name Little Joe from Joseph Stalin. Mm-hmm. Well, they were meant to go to the Milwaukee Road, but Milwaukee Road didn't want to pay the full price. So they're like, well, no one else wants these things, so we're just going to play hard to get, and they'll eventually lower the price. We'll get them for cheaper. Milwaukee well, the having no the- money—that's shocking. Right, <laughs> but the the manufacturer was like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to play that game. And if you don't want to pay for all the engines you want, then I'll find someone who will." And they sold them to the uh, to the, the South Shore. Yep. And when they started selling engines, they were, "Oh, uh, actually, we'll, we'll we'll pay for them. You don't don't sell any more of them." <laughs> I love how South Shore of all railroads won, like tiny, not tiny interurban, but just you know. The last, the last interurban. I was like, "Yo, well, what do you, huge Russian freight engine?" Yes. 
what was the i think i think iram did speaking of like russian for a really brief thing i think iram did a, a special photo shoot which was like they're they're all the russian engines together so like the decapod and little joe for a specific for a photo <laughs> shoot for engines that should have went to russia but stayed here oh my gosh That's yeah it's funny. a funny trend it's the hammer and sickle photo <laughs> yeah. What's the Doofenshmirtz quote? I have only two nickels, but it's weird that it happened twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny you were talking about um, very large electrics and talking about something very large all the way back on the East Coast. I'm gonna, I, I have to bring up this engine because I, if I don't, I love it, and my one of our friends loves it as well. It as well. It's one of one of, if not the biggest. Um, you know, 464 Hudson, uh, there's, there were several of them, but uh, the m- most well-known versions of these were the, the L1 CNO Yellow Belly Hudsons. What's um, that? I've never heard what's of that. What's that? I've never... What's, it's this <laughs> what is yellow, yellow belly? belly? It's this banana thing? I don't know. Streamline Hudson? Yellow oh, belly? so you're talking about the... Uh, the I think you're talking about the Hiawatha, actually. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, no. <laughs> um, there's, of course, the CNO Yellow Belly that... 490 being the most uh, well-known cab number that now sits up in Baltimore at the B&O Museum. It's a very, very tall, large, streamlined Hudson. It's it's kind of interesting because it combines um, very smooth streamlining with the fluting that you would normally see on passenger cars. And it was also very interesting because it also shared streamlining with a very large experimental turbine a steam turbine being the m1 turbine the baseball bat everyone calls it i, I hate m1. one um, it's so cool and it's and it's just so cool it's this big yellow streamlined steam turbine with this very cube of a tender and just a very interesting um streamlined design in general i i can't really think of any other streamliner that shares this kind of reversed wedge shape um it's very one like that's kind of it and even then it's not really that pronounced as the l1 is oh yeah the l1 definitely has a very very uh aggressive front end front end stance and um we've now learned recently through our through our research and with friends that it there were many different paints uh, kind of variations in terms of the color of orange and yellow, different logo sizes. Um, apparently, it pulled freight during some testing. Yes, uh, and so <laughs> and so, just through all this, through all of this, it's just very. It's a very interesting engine, and it's just uh, beloved by any CNO fan. And I, I love it. It's it's you know, it's kind of the 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 uh, the picture the poster engine for the CNL, um, you know every railroad has its has its uh, creme de la creme of engine that everybody knows its icons yeah and yep. the yellow belly mm-hmm. is definitely the icon of the CNO and um, our friend Isaac uh, loves the yellow belly and so do I but I I, I give Isaac the throne of uh, oh yeah he wins one. King Yellow Belly <laughs> yellow. absolutely. <laughs> He's, he's the, the number one yellow belly guy. Um, but uh, hopefully here soon, you know, maybe maybe a manufacturer will make it again. I know Third Rail made it and Lionel made it years ago, but hopefully someone makes it again. We can always hope. Yeah, yeah. I, guess we'll, I guess we'll have to see on that one. 
Matt R. I'm sorry, real quick. Matt R., did you ever get one in HO? Do you still want one? Uh, I am looking for one, yes. Oh, you have to. Get the yellow one. Please get the yellow one. Don't get the orange one. Get the yellow one. Don't get the orange one. Get the yellow one, please. (laughs) (laughs) The orange is is Uh, a little too much. (laughs) Yeah, and the reason for that is, uh, obviously, I'm a huge lover of streamlined steam engines, like, period. Uh, but Johnny and I uh, got to visit that museum. First of all, awesome museum. And we got to see the Yellow Billy Hudson uh, in person. And I was just like blown away. I'm like, this thing is freaking awesome. Uh, just very, very impressive. And I don't know, that color scheme. I don't know. I mean, silver and yellow, silver. you know, so yeah. I mean, that works like for me. Goose. It's so <laughs> unique, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's out of, it's just a very, very interesting combo. And that it's something that we've, we, we've kind of been saying it, but we haven't just kind of straight up said it. It's all about being flashy. And sometimes it's just overall art deco design, but sometimes it's the colors. Like if the yellow belly would have just been black or gray, like it wouldn't have done anything, but you give it a color and it's, it's really flashy. And that's what catches your eye. The blue goose, the yellow belly, um, things like the hot, the, the, a-class Atlantics for the the Hiawatha and the F7 Hudsons for the Hiawatha. And um, it's all about being flashy. And that's really what streamliners were about. And I'm saying flashy. And I'm the thing that comes to mind when I think really, really flashy and just kind of crazy. And it's become this slowly overdone thing in three rail O scale. Um, the, uh, the 49er paint oh, scheme yes, and, and, and engines there, there there was several i i believe right john there was a there was a the pacific and then there was what a mountain i or think it was, was a the... mountain too it's it, it's actually weird to see the real for, like they've done that scheme so <laughs> yeah. weird to see it on the actual engines right. now because sid you 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 have a 49er a, a, yeah. a brass one um it was and i saw i was like god that's so weird to see it now like actually right? on the real engine and it uh I think the other engines wear it better. I'm actually not a fan of the uh, the 49er at all. It's it's funny. It's 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 because that the 49er, the actual 49. See, the, the, here's the issue. The, there's a difference between the 49er and then the paint scheme. Like I consider the two engines, the Mountain and the 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 Pacific, the 49ers. Um, I'm saying 49ers a lot. I, I don't know if it's because of football or I don't know. But the um, I, the Forty Nine er Pacific shares that kind of weird bathtub shape that the Mercury has, and I think that that's why both of them are kind of like yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's like, the West yeah. Coast Mercury exactly. It's, it's, it's the West Coast Mercury, and it's definitely strange. And the more we've been talking about streamliners, and the more I've been talking with you and Johnny and a bunch of people, I think I'm I think I've decided that I can't let that that 49er go i can't let it go want to support your favorite o scale podcast and rock some awesome merch well now you can we've teamed up with redbubble.com and have come up with a great selection of gear that you can get right now they have everything from shirts hoodies stickers mugs bags you name it heck you could even get a wall clock with us on it all this great stuff and more at redbubble.com Links are down in the show notes, so grab yourself some gear and rock some awesome podcast merch. Oh, that's I, I cool, have, man. I'm glad you're keeping that. I want to I'm, I'm say this now. When I see the 49er in brass, raw brass, it is the 
this most stunning streamlined engine I've seen. It's the combination of the curves, the roller bear, the the roller bear, the, the roller bearing rods, all of it. It's beautiful. And then you look at it with color, and it's the ugliest yeah. thing in the world. If James May had designed a locomotive and painted it, it's just brown. Not it's just nice. brown. <laughs> it's it's who's <laughs> come out the very unpleasant, <laughs> very unpleasant. It is a it is such a brown does not belong on a streamlined stream stream locomotive. It's just the worst color choices ever. I I respect it for the fantasy schemes and all that. I like it, if you will. I've got Stockholm Syndrome where I tolerate the thing. Mm-hmm. But you I look to. at it and I'm like, I, I I look at it as the full proper you know scale versions are beautiful. Like the Weaver model that Sid has is fantastic. But I can never get past the brown and the red and the yellow. <laughs> it's called the hot dog for a reason. Yeah. I just... <laughs> And we can use this as a transition because kind of have some fun here because we are getting to a point where we're going for a little bit long. But to me, that is one of the ugliest paint schemes out there. <laughs> it is horrendous. Yeah. Like every single thing an, an art, like an artist will tell you do not do, they did. Yes. It, <laughs> it, it just... literally checks every box of being awful. Like, what's, what's worse is it's not the accent color. The brown is the main boiler yeah. and tender color. It's the ketchup and mustard. It that should have been reversed. <clears throat> it, Why didn't they reverse it? It's, it's so weird. And so, and I tr- yeah, it's guess, so strange. It is. It, oh no! Is, it is really like a, a hot dog, and and you know the Weaver one's definitely a darker color. But man, the new Lionel colors, which are very, very out there, and it's you know. It's cool they're doing it, but the Lionel colors are definitely brown and browner. Well, fun. It's like it's like they added racing stripes to an like a chocolate Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> Can we? I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna transition over to Midwest real quick for you guys, um, because I my main dislike. I have to hate on one thing. I think I'm real. I'm gonna be good. I'm not gonna hate on anything too much. But the CNW, the Chicago Northwestern, no, no, trust me, had two of the most polarizing, in my opinion, schemes. You have the E4s, which are one of the most gorgeous, beautiful, underappreciated and understated locomotives ever. They are so beautiful. That, That green with the lining is so Oh, beautiful. And then you have the yellow jacket. Uh, I know you were going to say that. Yep. A, for a second, there, I was like, you're getting on thin ice there, John. You oh, my this. God. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know you love CNW, but the yellow jacket yellow jackets are yeah. one of the most hideous, in my opinion. I know I'm going to offend people. I don't care. It's bad that's design. Okay. I, I like it. I like the yellow jacket, but that's, you, that's just You me. can have them. I, I like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I it is. I love the E4 so much. Mustard and relish. Yeah. I think the yellow jacket, I think part of the reason I can kind of see where it coming from, John, it's one of those cases where the E4 is its own thing. It is unapologetically its own paint scheme with its, you know, it looks great. The yellow jacket, while it doesn't offend my eyes nearly as much as the 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 49er, like I could actually see myself owning one of these things, <laughs> but it's one of those cases where you took the diesel paint scheme and you slapped it on a steam locomotive and hoped that it worked. It's like one of those um, kind of like grocery store like uh, train sets where they're like, yes, Burlington Northern, put that on a steam locomotive. Yep, it's, <laughs> it's Tyco. 
I'm sorry. Oh no, it I feel is so bad for saying these things. I'm so sorry, Madar. I feel awful. <laughs> <laughs> you know they repainted a metro like that, John. So <laughs> no, those look good. They look great on diesels. It's I not the team. It's just that it's on that engine with that flat nose. No, uh, absolutely, oh. absolutely. I, you oh, know, God, I, I'm sorry. not gonna. I no, of course. You know, we all like different things. So uh, interesting <laughs> thing about the 40. Going just really fast back to the 49er. Um, kind of share the same kind of uh, logic that Santa Fe had. It was just like, let's make one streamlined yeah. steam engine. And that was yeah. it. Like you, you look at yeah. UP who yeah. historically had a lot of steam engines. Um, let, you know, they were just, let's make one. And then you have Chicago Northwestern, obviously UP, you know, absorbed Chicago Northwestern, but Chicago Northwestern yeah. had two uh, in their lineup. So, and uh, oh. really quickly, on the why we call it the Chicago hot dog. So, and I think, and again, I am not a hundred percent on this, but there is a hot dog manufacturer, hot dog manufacturer, uh, but there is a company uh, that's called Red Hot Chicago, and their logo is very much close to the 49er scheme. So, if you look <laughs> up Red Hot Chicago, I think that's why people think it's the Chicago hot dog because. <laughs> the logo is very reminiscent of this long red hot dog with this yellow and black lettering and this checkerboarding underneath. It's, it's obviously very, very Chicago-ish. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And we also, I, I get some credit to, to Sterling, Ravenhawk6910, former uh, guest of the show. Um, he, he he popularized that as well with his his posts on um, on his YouTube True. channel when he had yeah. The, yeah. the hot dog challenger. But I think... I think if I'm really thinking about it in terms of just history of screenliners that we discussed tonight, I've always wondered why the heck did they choose brown? Because even the the pasture train it pulled wasn't really in that aggressive red, yellow, brown paint scheme. That was great. But, but, but you know what is brown from Union Pacific's paint schemes in the past? M10,000. City, M10,000, yeah, City of Denver. Mm-hmm. That's but those work so there. well. Good call, Jenny. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, but they didn't just throw. Yeah, they didn't throw red in the middle. <laughs> no, and brown wasn't the primary color. It was the accent. Most of the train is yellow. It's like they added Jeremy Clarkson racing stripes. There's no way around it. Uh, they did. It just, so I, it just so, makes it faster. It does. It makes it faster. Twenty percent faster John, speed boost. So so now that John and I have said our our ones that get under our skin how just for fun how about you matt r and, and sid what which which streamliners are you guys not huge fans uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say one that i that i own and i love but then i'm gonna say the one that kind of looks like it but i just dislike so okay. the one that i do like is i i do like the reading crusader it's it's got an awesome name and it's just it's again just classic streamliner fluting silver and blue just I, I it's kind of funny it's also kind of different from redding i back then i think redding was what yellow and black um and so it was weird to have blue and silver and so it was kind of different and i i love the the crusader again very interesting train observation cars at both ends where you didn't have to turn the train around or anything you just pulled the one of the engines around and you hooked back up and there you go um, but a streamliner that I don't really like because it's funky looking, uh, and it looks like a, 
it looks like a cheap copy of of actually kind of a diesel is i don't know if this is the name is it the 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 aeolus what's the yeah the aeolus yeah the burlington it, it's like take take everything about cb and q and throw it on a steam engine it's um it's just very strange i'm like are you trying to be a zephyr are you trying to be something else are you trying to be like and it, and it looks kind of like a crusader because it's got that same kind of slanted front and everything but it's just very not really one of my favorites uh in general um it just it's just so strange it's not so much for because it has ugly proportions or anything like that it's more so just like i guess the the they didn't really have a paint scheme but the the logo on the front and just the way it looks it's like you're you're throwing too much you're like almost over overdoing it just leave it silver and that's all you need you know what it looks like almost to me if you're if you're going into the same family of trains that look exactly the same as that Mm -hmm. have you seen the city of memphis john yes oh my god the city of memphis oh god i forgot about the city of memphis oh awful 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 yes city of memphis is just that but blue it's such a it's like it it's a good paint scheme i'll give it that but it's just such a, it's just such a it's like the Rexall train and the oh yikes Dreyfus oh I forgot oh, wow. the, Memphis, the Memphis is I just looked this up whoa that is a that is an engine of sorts oh, yes. wow it, it is train. <laughs> which is funny because isn't that Nashville Chattanooga and St Louis I think uh, so yes, yes. who mm-hmm. also had two of the best designs of streamliners uh one being preserved five seventy six the stripe. And yep. also the Dixie Flagler. I know everybody hates the Dixie Flagler. That's my one I stand out with. I'm sorry. It's cool. <laughs> it's a cool engine. I will give you that. But I think the reason I give it a pass, because at least in black and white, it looks like you took a GS and you smooshed it really small. It does. And you put it outside of an amusement park to Chibi carry the kitty. Chibi GS. <laughs> it is quite literally a Chibi GS. But how about you, Matt R? What's one that you, you're not a huge fan of? Yeah, so we're going to... Uh... We're gonna cross the ocean for this. Um, Ooh, and first transition. of all, just to, and, and just to know, like I think European steam engines are fantastic. Like I love them. They're 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 just really interesting looking, and they have these really, you know, unique curves to them and everything. But I will say, you can Google this now. This German, I believe it's a German. It's called the Duchess of Hamilton. Holy crap! This this thing is just like. What were they thinking? My gosh, it's it's like a oh, that's a it's a British engine. Yeah, Dutch. Oh, there's, okay, it's a British engine. Yeah, but there are German ones that look like it that are also ugly. I agree. It's with like you. a Twinkie. It's like a Hostess Twinkie. <laughs> oh my gosh, it does look like a <laughs> this is what it is. It's a Hostess Twinkie on the range. And again, this is nothing against European steam engines, but this takes like streamlining engine to like to the next level of just like yeah. Shouldn't we have some like you know edging? Nah, just make it as round as possible it's uh, okay. too streamlined yeah almost i uh before we go on to this the, the we're, since we're across the ocean i yeah. know we're gonna probably talk about that some i don't know very much but something that i just it this is a thing i don't like too much about european steam and then especially their streamliners is i think what makes american or just it's not just american just stuff on the other side of the pond here in the United States and just North American generals, the fact that we have centered headlights allows for this flow and it works lots of the time. But the fact that they use lanterns 
the this um Duchess of Hamilton, it it's it there, there's nothing to obstruct the flow of yeah. of the casing. So like you said, it just looks like a twig. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I look at it and I think of like you know like the hard candies, like a butterscotch, your grandmother. Yeah. It's like that if you polish yes. it for like so four hours. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> and I, I say this uh, now. I, I, we are we are poking a little bit fun at at, at the, the British trains, but keep in mind that we are all we don't British train fans here. Oh yes, John we Harris, are. John. That's why myself. we're allowed but, to hate on them because. Yeah, but like that is didn't one of those coronation glasses come to Canada? It came to America. There's a photo yeah. of it with the royal blue on the yeah. um the relay viaduct. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. It's with a you. bell on it. It looks oh my god, I forgot the bell. I forgot the bell. <laughs> yeah, if you want to laugh at it, yeah, look up a photo of the of the coronation with its American stuff on it. Not it's like, good. It's like a mole. Gi- it's like it has a mole the, on it. <laughs> the gross. giant, the giant like bell and the giant headlight. Um, for for the host, I'm gonna share that photo for Matt R. I don't think he's seen it, but um, but yeah, it's but it it kind of blends in with the with the B and O engine there. It almost. does. It, it's also it shows you how big they are too. Or uh, oh the my God. British ones yeah. being tiny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the Royal Blue is is definitely very european and of course who how can we not talk about you know european and just just any other uh kind of uh, streamliner from across the pond and the various countries um of course we've all watched thomas and so we all know about the the uh everyone knows spencer um but that that's just the tip of the that's just the that's just the beginning john i know you know a lot about this stuff what uh, what are your uh I guess maybe favorites or maybe your least favorite uh, European. Oh, we're we're going to have a fun discussion here real quick. I, I promise I won't because I, international trains, I will, you know, <laughs> you know me, I will go on ad infinitum until you have to drag me kicking and screaming, pulling duct tape out. Um, <laughs> we will have a future. We will have a future episode coming up soon on this topic, guys. Yeah. So, you know, yes, for, for listeners, we we're going to be brief with this, but we will go into this more in depth because this is a whole episode discussion of its own. It's funny. There's only like of all the international streamliners, I really only like maybe two or three of them. Um, just throwing classes out. If you guys want to look up photos, you guys on the show here and also all you guys listening um, best in terms of like, we'll start with the best list because it's shorter. Um, any of the Mitsubishi built. uh sl8 class pacifics specifically the ones with the central lamps on the nose i think are gorgeous um asian steam they definitely like blending and doing semi streamlining if you look at the japanese uh the original i think it's a c53 class um you want to talk about a doorstop oh my gosh um very very odd looking but uh yeah the uh mitsubishi sl8 pacifics and the uh the i want to say who were they built by i can't remember the builder but the um the french uh u1 class uh technically it's a hudson it's a 232 class over there but you want to talk about an engine that looks again that's a semi streamliner um that thing looks like a medieval weapon the way it looks seriously all you guys look up a u1 class sncf hudson it looks like a freaking medieval weapon as a locomotive. 
the the C-53, the the Japanese. The C-53, thank you, yes. Um, It looks like if you turn, I hate the fact, the guys who who know me will will laugh at this because it pains me to make this comparison. It generally looks like you made Joe Swanson into a steam locomotive. (laughs) (laughs) Peter, Peter. what the hell? You turned me into a locomotive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Peter. (laughs) And when we talk about, you want to talk about ugliest of like the ugly. Okay. I want all of you to do this right now because I don't think anyone else has seen this here. Look up an Iraqi Railways PC class Pacific. Can you spell that? Do that right now, all of you listening and on the show right now. Look up what a PC class Irani- Iraqi Pacific looks like. It's got a it's got a mustache for a cow catcher. <laughs> it's got it's got a who am I? It's got like a old school what? like interesting. It's very who turned a butter cloche into a locomotive? <laughs> right? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I Not stopped. good. Gosh, that is just like. Whoa! What's up with the curved running board? I'm so. It looks confused. like an am- yeah. It looks like an amusement park, um, streamliner. Like they scaled it down badly. It looks like I'm either. I would use a steam engine to quite literally steam my pants before I go out. Like it's it's like an iron. It does what look like an thing? iron. <laughs> oh my god and this is not like a cultural thing honestly this is just this engine just happens to be ugly the middle east has some of the <laughs> most gorgeous steam engines ever built lots of german heritage their colors decoration they're gorgeous that engine just does not hit though like <laughs> i actually I just to purge found, my search history now i actually just found a three rail i'm gonna have to send this to you guys someone made a three rail model of this Oh, I think I see it. Of a PC class? It's green. Yeah, it's I green. I'm gonna I send found it. To it. You. Oh my gosh. That looks better than the real engine. <laughs> well, John has now blessed us with these images. Yeah, have fun of... with that in your brains forever. I can't forget <laughs> it, and neither can y'all. So you're welcome. Have fun. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. But no, there are some really cool foreign engines out there, and we'll touch on those more in the future. Bringing it back to America real quick. I'm sorry. Did you guys want to discuss any more on foreign stuff? If you guys had any opinions on stuff? I think we should save that for uh, our future yeah, episode. Otherwise, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, already, we should, we're going along yeah, in the tooth here with it, tonight's episode. Yeah, we should probably start to, to wrap up a little bit. We're at 140 yeah. already. The um, one thing I wanted to bring back uh, to America here to finish off, um, just because we have Midwest guys here, we have the Hiawathas. Yes. Those apparently, according to Steam people, I've talked with some serious Steam people, the original A-classes, which Lionel is coming out with very soon, can't wait to see those, I'm sure we're all excited, apparently those, a lot of Steam enthusiasts who are like big into international Steam, consider those to be those, the A-classes, to be almost the pinnacle of American Steam tech. Those engines specifically, just because of the way they were designed, front driver uh rod atlantics that were designed to be because i mean correct me if i'm wrong guys weren't those like the first ones that were regularly scheduled to designed to be over 100 miles per hour on the regular mm-hmm. yeah. i think i've heard that yeah that's yeah. such a bold move to do an atlantic at that point in, yep. in time yeah too. they're great engines and the fact again the midwesterners guys you got so much cool stuff out there i'm so jelly yeah was the f7s were beautiful. the, the f7 yes. baltics are definitely my I mean, they're they're right up there with the uh, with the blue goose for me. 
Like they just oh, the colors so, just yes. blend so well on that just like really beautiful streamlined smooth you know yeah. body style that they have. The 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 was it the emergency light on the or the Mars yeah. light on the top? Yeah. Uh, was it's it doesn't so Weavers cool. have that? Yeah, th- there were like different like variants over the years of them, and the at some point they yeah Weaver did a variant where it had the you know the Mars light or emergency light whatever it is. But all just a fantastic looking locomotive. I think actually for anybody who has the mth version i know finding really nice cars is hard i think the new cars will match that perfectly yeah i, was thinking I think that. so as well so but uh lots of good discussion jens i think it's a good time to wrap it up there lots of good discussions and um john thank you and curse you for showing us all those weird international <laughs> yep, you're welcome i gotta live with them you do too now have fun i will send you my therapy bill at the end of the week i'll make you look at pictures of the sunbeam just well, it's, it's, put, just put a little sunshine in your mouth. Oh, Sid, <laughs> I deserve it. Nope, I'll be Hades. Okay, well, fine, I deserve that. Um, <laughs> um, oh god, oh my god, I completely. Uh, brain is turning. I feel the brain cells slowly killing themselves. <laughs> but yes, it is definitely time to finish up, guys. Uh, as much as as fun as it would be to continue on, um, we have to uh, bring it to a close here. Um, so we obviously have, uh, you know, our amazing community. We want to always promote, uh, we have an awesome, uh, discord server and we want to shout out some fantastic people who boosted the server and helped us keep the lights on here at miniature models podcast. So who do we have this time around for our, uh, boosters? All right. For those server boosters, uh, again, huge thanks to the rambles. Hard work pays off. Tim's Trains, ST70 Train Fan, SDiv underscore Tim, Dashing Dan's Trains, uh, underscore Everyday is Life underscore. Thank you so much uh, for helping us boost the server. We really appreciate it. Enjoying this week's topic? You can join in on the conversation too on our community Discord server. We have a lot of different discussion channels ranging from showing off your collection, discussing the latest and greatest in the industry, a buy and sell forum, and even a voice channel where you can hop on call and talk trains with us late into the night. We're a little over 300 strong and we'll love to have you join us too. Check out the invite link to our community Discord down in the show notes, read and acknowledge the rules, and introduce yourself and start chatting. We have a great team of moderators who make sure all are welcomed and respected. So what are you waiting for? Come on down and join us in on the fun, and let's talk some trains. Absolutely, guys. You guys are what make us, you know, we we do this all for you guys. We love it. We have so much fun doing this. And, um, yeah, tonight was a fantastic show. Uh, I can see our stop is coming up next, and we must disembark. If you'd like to get more of us off the air, um, where can folks find everybody? Matt R., where can folks find you, sir? Yep, I'm on YouTube at uh, WC Monterey Road, Instagram at WC Monterey Road, and on Facebook at WC Monterey Road. And I will have a video quite soon. Uh, it will be a layout update video on where I'm at, what I'm doing, uh, why I'm in HO, and lots of other little cool things. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Johnny, where can folks find you? You can find me on YouTube at Automus, that's A-U-D-A-M-U-S, where you can find a video that I am working on. Hopefully it'll be out by 
maybe at the end of the next of this month. We all know how my production schedule goes. Uh, I will also be doing a layout tour. It's something you guys have been asking me for for quite literally years at this point, and I want to take you guys on a tour of my layout, see what's changed, and explain why things don't look like they did two years ago. You can also find me on Instagram at Autumnus underscore trains and Facebook at the same name, where you can find me posting pictures a lot more than you can find me on my YouTube channel. And last but not least, you can find me on the Miniature Models Podcast Community Discord server, where I'm reading and responding to all your posts and making a fool of myself in the voice chat. So come on down. It's lots of fun. Fantastic. And Sid, our wonderful guest host, where can folks find you, sir? sir? You can find me on YouTube under the YouTube channel Sid's Trains. You can also find me on Instagram under Sydney's Trains. And then you can also find me on the podcast Discord server under Sid's Trains. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I hope to have some videos out here soon on some more restoration kind of workshop videos and hopefully some more content on the ever-growing topic and technology of Blue Nami DCC and specifically in three rail O scale. So hopefully I will have some more content out for you all soon. Fantastic. Can't wait to see that stuff too. You can find our uh, buddy Matt Z at Matt's Hobbies on Instagram and at Matt Train Lover uh, 9943 on his YouTube and Facebook there. And you can find me, John Schwartz, at RetroMikado96 on Instagram and RetroMikado on YouTube. I promise I have got my big videos coming. They are on the way. Almost finished editing. Cannot wait to share those with you guys. And you can find me as well in our community Discord server where we are having a good time, as Johnny always says, talking with everybody and shooting the breeze and just having a great time. So come on down. It is a great place to talk with a bunch of amazing people who... As we said, we all do this all for you guys, so we really appreciate everything you do for us. Um, guys, that was a great show tonight. I had so much, I was looking forward to this for so long. I'm so glad we talked about this, and I just love having you guys around to talk about stuff. We all have such great conversations. Same here, dude. Loved it. It was a great time. Yeah, this was great. Yep, I yep. think I think the amount of time that we spent talking about Streamline Steam Engines kind of speaks for itself. So, great topic, Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you for coming up with it, Matt. R. That was all your idea. Well, I was. I wasn't trying to. Like, I was trying to rag her. <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome, awesome topic, man! Whoever thought about that, you deserve a medal. Genius would do that. No, man. Seriously, you you were the the catalyst for that. So great deal, man. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been great doing this for you, and I wish you fully open throttles and fully pulled back cutoffs all your days. Have a good night, guys. Take care, y'all. Have a good night.